podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope, Ross Legg. Good evening. And Robin Hughes. Hello. In cricket this week, England have gone from being the laughing stock of international cricket to the third best team in the world. That's a fact. You can look at the World Test Championship there. Um, we're third. Uh, Dominic Sibley is the new house of Cook or Strauss or, or Boycott, maybe. Um, but definitely not the new Keaton Jennings. Uh, speaking of Jennings, he's going to be recalled after Rory Burns' injury. And speaking of injuries, James Anderson looks like he'll be out for, was it, two months? In other news, Australia are on fire, literally, and, and in cricket <laughs> sense. <laughs> um, they, <laughs> they've, uh, they've annihilated um, New Zealand in their, in their three-match series. Um, but before we get into that, uh, I've got some questions for you based on some other contemporary news. Um, so last night, uh, I guess we were all shocked to hear that Harry and Meghan, um, Prince and Princess Harry... Huge cricket fans. Yeah, huge um, cricket fans have have called it a day on, on their royal duties, which which has obviously caused outrage in the UK. Devastation. Yeah. Um, so, so my question is, I mean, I'm going I'm to link link that to cricket. Um, in terms of outrage on on the cricket pitch, what has caused you the most outrage ever, Ross? Um, it was just. This is a really tough one because there's so many. There okay, yeah, yeah, so many. Yeah. Uh, probably one where I've disgraced myself so much because I was so angry. Yeah. Was uh, I was given out LBW um, where the ball hit me pretty much on my hip and I had a red mark on the hip as a little bit wet and it ran away <laughs> off my off my hip down to the boundary before. Yeah. The bowler appealed and then the umpire just ummed and ahed. It took about five six seconds, the longest way, and then put his finger up. I was really halfway down and I was just like. I fully lost my temper, swore at the umpire, I think I got a league warning. That's very unlike yeah. you as well, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Usually you are very um, cool. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that was that was pretty bad, actually. Um, Rob, uh, when have you been outraged? Uh, fresh in the memory, last year in the Victoria Park Community Cricket League Cup, yeah. I was hit for consecutive sixes over square leg, yeah. um, which was quite the ego check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, myself, I, I've gone for um, for a couple of, of international cricket events. Okay. Um, obviously, sandpaper. That was outrageous. Okay. I was very disappointed by that. Mm. Um, As you should be. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is slightly before our time, but um, the Chapel Brothers rolling the ball um, to stop New Zealand hitting a six to tie a one day match. It's interesting. Um, before we started the show, outrageous. before before we started the show, you were talking about what moments you, you posed that question before for us to think about, as if it was a personal. Thing no, no, that no. We, I, we had done on the cricket no, field. No, no, no. It I, wasn't something that you could I, just be like. Oh, I haven't embarrassed myself ever on a cricket field. No, That's going to rise above it. Generally, not our age. Uh, so I've got a second question okay. um, on the topic of public life this time. So obviously, Harry and Meghan have withdrawn from um, public life to an extent. Um, in cricketing terms, what do you think would make you want to, to withdraw from public life? Or from cricketing public life? Uh, I think if I man-catted someone. Man-catted someone, yeah. So I, I've seen someone man-cat someone in a game, in a league yeah. game. And it was to like a kid who was like 13. So a grown man mm-hmm. man-catted a, ch- like a child, a cop. Yeah, well, I mean, look, wicket's a wicket, isn't it? <laughs> um, 
I think at the level of cricket we play at, I yeah. would be quite embarrassed if I didn't walk. If it was obvious. <laughs> if everyone knew, apart from the umpire, I would feel pretty bad about not doing it. Because literally there's nothing to get, nothing to lose from that scenario. Um, see, I, I, I'm not a walker at all. No. Well, I can see that. <laughs> but there, there's so many bad decisions you get on mm. them because of uh, umpires. Yeah, but again, <laughs> this comes back to Rob's real point here, which is it doesn't matter. Well, like, it's. <laughs> it's it truly does. Yeah. Um, I thought, this has never happened to me, but if I was timed out, mm. I think that would be. <laughs> I didn't expect you to say that. I should have t- had a drink. Uh, <laughs> How would that even happen? <laughs> but in club cricket, typically go right. Our, our top order is not too good, so one to seven probably put your pads on. Uh, your time there. Uh, I did walk out the bat without my bat once, which was quite shameful. But mm. um, I don't think it was as bad as being timed out. And then finally, to round up um, the, uh, the, the the royal influenced mm-hmm. section of the the cricket podcast. In cricketing terms, what do you think would most disappoint the Queen? Oh. Obviously, she's very disappointed at, at everything. At Princess really. Meghan yeah. and Prince Harry. I think um, she's still disappointed about the end of timeless tests. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I think she's stewing yeah. still yeah. for how many years that's been. 80 or so. Exactly. Yeah. Well, because she has so much time on her hands? Yeah, she's, I mean, just... she's got nothing to do but watch yeah. cricket. <laughs> Ross? <laughs> Uh, what what do you think disappoints the queen? I think if you if there was a bad tea, if mm. she went to if she yeah. went to a ground and they put on a poor tea, a poor lunch, yeah. she, she'd be pretty outraged. Yeah, yeah good I think point. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I've got the time Ireland bowled us out for eighty. Okay. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of friction between the queen and the Irish. <laughs> just a, uh, just a little bit. Personally uh, speaking, yeah. So <laughs> I think she probably took that as a personal affront. Uh, they came to the home of cricket and. Um, we, we were so bad. I, I, I hope we serve coronation chicken on, on that well, at least one of those lunches. Yeah, does she, has she often been to the cricket, the Queen? Uh, I've never it? seen her there. Do you reckon it was like a thing in like the 80s, 90s where she would like spend a day there at the Royals? Because well, we were really bad. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. No. If anyone knows... Um, I think she's more likely to be seen at the racing. Yeah. If anyone knows, write in thecricketpod at gmail.com or at thecricketpod. On yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any cricket rounds of uh, the, a royal box, but I'm not sure they do. No. no. I don't um, even think Randy Andy's been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, uh, that's, that's the introduction to the show. Shall we play one of your jingles, Rob? And, and then we'll come back. And we'll be talking about the, uh, the second test, England's glorious resurgence. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Rachel Heber. We're live on the corner of Michigan and Wacker, following Casper doing the Chase Me. The new dance, the sweep of the nation. This is something new, the Chase Me. Live part two, featuring the platinum band. And this time, we're gonna get funky. Right foot, two stumps. Left foot, two stumps. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Back in the cross. Back in the cross. Straight drive. Real smooth. Let's go to work. To the left. Take it back now, y'all. But before we get on to the exciting second test, we have uh, excitingly brought up our 50 in the iTunes review section. Which is the lifeblood of a podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Do you, know, do you know what we are rated out of five on after 50 reviews? I'm going to guess 5.1. Not quite. No? You're just off. 4.9. 4. 4.9. Is that exactly yeah, it? Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, which, if you are, want to compare us to other cricket podcasts, mm-hmm. 
Um, that's 0.7 better than the Sky Sports one. That's tw- almost 20% better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think 0.2 better than the Grey Cricketer. There you go. So 5% better than the Grey Cricketer. Well, let's read out, our, uh, <laughs> let's read out the uh, two reviews that have been left. One was from Steph J.W. Uh, told her, I love Max. Max has the greatest jokes and is one of the main reasons I listen. It's a shame he's not on this show, isn't it, really? Where is Max? Um, is it Writing reviews. Registering <laughs> <laughs> uh, email addresses. And then we have one called Fun, Fun, Fun. Love this show. No doubt Max is the glue for the gents. I'm not, in sh- I'm not oh, sure what that means. That's a, that's um, a new nickname for Max. <laughs> <laughs> Always funny, and it makes me feel part of the club. There we are. We're, we're welcome aboard. Yeah. Crick Buzz, that Crick was from. Buzz. So thank you very much for your reviews. If you do leave us a review, we will read it out on the show. Um, Max, wherever you are, we hope, uh, hope your family's enjoyed writing those reviews for you. <laughs> um, so let's get into the uh, test matches that have just been played. So before Christmas, we teed up the preview for the first test at St. Julian. We thought it was going to go badly for England. It did go badly for England. Pretty badly. Uh, I mean, the preparation wasn't exactly ideal. There was a, what was it, a flu bug, the norovirus, or something was going around the camp in England. It's just bad planning. Bad planning? Yeah. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you figure that well, out? Well, I mean, if I was going to prepare for an away series, I wouldn't get ill. You wouldn't get yeah, ill? Yeah. I'd put every player in individual quarantine. Yes. For just about three months beforehand. Yeah. So quarantine is interesting, especially when you've kind of skipped a couple of things, but what, what do you reckon they do in quarantine? Uh, well, well what would you I, think, do? I think that's quite personal. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> there's not much else to do. Um, Steve Smith, he's shadow bat. <laughs> Steve Smith would shadow bat. Um, that's right. I don't know what I would do. No, um, no we'll have, have a think. Yeah. If, if, if anything, <laughs> online chess or something. Like that. Online chess. Are, they, are you allowed to play online chess against the other quarantine players, or could there be some kind of as long as you don't computer virus? Like, yeah. that spread I'm not sure that's how it works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, South Africa smashed England by 104 runs inside four days. Um, and just to kind of highlight some of the stuff that happened, Johnny Bairstow was back in the side. So the man... Well deserved. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the smell well, that always lingers, isn't he? Uh, scores of one and nine, and yet somehow back it is still in the side. Um, and we went with a five-seamer attack. So Jack Leach was a death's door by the sounds of it. Mm. Um, but we had Matt Parkinson, the leg spinner. Wasn't trusted, and uh, yeah, we took five seamers. I don't know if he's a real person. <laughs> Does actually exist? Yeah. He's not been seen on tour. I've never seen him. It could, it could be a name that gets someone a double room in a hotel. Yeah. They, just, they just actually want a bit more space. Yeah. Oh, Matt Parkinson's coming yeah. along. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's like Ben Stokes is working with model railway. Need a twin bed. Yeah. Uh, Joe Root's captaincy came under extreme scrutiny uh, because. He won the toss and fielded first, which was uh, ultimately turned out to be a very bad decision. Um, but what I want to do ask is, uh, when it comes to batting, England have a pretty sturdy top three. We've got Roy, Bur- uh, Roy Burns, mm-hmm. Dom Sibley. Well, not for the next two months, we haven't got Burns. Joe Denley. We've got um, Keaton Jennings actually coming back. Okay, well, I've got a question. Right? Joe Denley is kind of cementing his place as yeah. number three. Um, so I'm going to play for the a, next ten years. Yeah, I'm going to play a, play a little game with you of uh, what score did he get between twenty-five and fifty for, for both tests. So okay. in the, in the first innings, what did he get? The score between twenty-five and fifty. Did he get exactly fifty? He did. Well yeah. done. Well done. Second innings. Mm, he probably dropped down about twenty-eight. Close, Jack. Four. Pardon? 24. 24. No, uh, so that's not between 25 and 50, but... Oh, <laughs> good good guess. <laughs> <laughs> 31. And uh, we'll come back to the next installment of the game uh, when we talk about the second test. Uh, England did collapse twice, which is a uh, very familiar territory. Um, and it's just becoming a bit too common, isn't it, really? Mm. Uh, but what can you do? 
There's literally nothing you can do. So. <laughs> Other than not collapse. <laughs> if I could not collapse, I would not collapse. <laughs> uh, bowling was also weird. So not only did we bat poorly, we then uh, our bowling plans were awful. Mm-hmm. So uh, we decided not to pitch the ball up, which worked so well for Vernon Philander, Rabada, even medium pacer Pretorius, and is it not yet? Naughty. Nokia, I think they were on, on commentary. Um, Nokia. Just to go back um, one second to, mm. to the collapse thing. Sometimes in sport, when you're doing quite badly, it is actually quite funny to be a part of. So maybe subconsciously. Well, doing it for a laugh. All the England players are like, oh, this is, here we go again, lads. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they did. They did a little bit better in the second innings. In the first innings, they lost seven for thirty-nine, yeah, which is pretty abhorrent. Uh, but then seven for sixty-four in the second innings. It's improvements doubled, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but just for a laugh, uh, your favourite left armour, old Sam Curran, picked up five for the five in the game. Yeah, which is all right. Um, but Joffrey Archer took a bit of a pounding. He may have got mm. five wickets, but went at six and over. Yeah, it's expensive. And brought up his century for his first for England. Mm-hmm. 102. Well done. Um, still average of 20, though, isn't it, per wicket? Abject performance, roots captaincy, under scrutiny again. Onto the beautiful ground at Newlands, Newlands in, yeah. in Cape Town. Like, it's fantastic. Like, just watching it on TV, you're mm-hmm. just like, that looks incredible. Like, I would love to go. I think we should uh, have a little trip out there. Well, is it two years' time? We'll be out three years' time. cycle now, won't we? Three years. Uh, and actually, there was quite a positive going into the game, other than Rory Burns yeah. getting injured. So they play football in the warm-up, which... Joe Root absolutely clatters him. Great touch, as yeah. you said before. Oh, yeah. I mean, Burns is on fire, and Root, the destroyer, just yeah. comes in and cleans him up. Um, I, so lots of football's been banned now by the England team. By the world. Um, as, as, a, as a warm-up. Um, but somebody on Twitter like worked out the instance of injury per... Like warm up or cricket warm up over like the last ten years that I've been doing it. Okay, and it's something like like the instance of injuries like zero point five percent per player over the ten years if you or per session. So in other words, it's actually sounds really, pretty dangerous. It's a really good warm up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good. It's, it's a good thing. But it's been banned. It's, um, it, it's, it's, it's less dangerous than going grass stepping over a cricket ball. Yeah, thing. exactly. Don't yeah. play cricket in the warm up. Yeah. But it's really nice. in the, in the also, it's in... really the most fun bit of the day, probably, isn't it? A lot of the time. <laughs> football warm up if you're Rory Burns and you're going to be filled all day yeah that's, that's it that's your chance to express yourself so according to uh, according to one of my friends who's uh, friends with um, Rory Burns the uh, top source top source they actually have a, a league hmm. so the players actually have they actually keep there's a stat man who's ever I think it's whoever's 12th man has to update the stats within uh, the England cricket England cricket team well not anymore so top goal scorers and all that kind of like stuff so they've got a year XG and everything they're, they're, like they're, I'm not sure they've got XG but maybe they do <laughs> uh, but yeah apparently they had like little year jo- uh, yearly awards and stuff like that and football, yeah, are, <laughs> what, what sport do you reckon they'll play instead oh, handball uh, nerf ball nerf ball mm-hmm. so hand hockey is one that is uh, played sometimes by cricket clubs yeah. Um, at a village level not sure we I feel like, at either end. so the injury he got is basically like a sports injury isn't it yeah like what what are you are they going to just not do any sports until the game starts and then that will be the resumption of sport yeah they could do like aqua aerobics or something yeah maybe that's yeah, yeah. they'll have to bring a pool competitive to a, yeah. aqua aerobics Water polo. Water polo. Yeah. There we go, we've solved the problem. So, water polo. It's <laughs> <laughs> only got cut to an England player drowned. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, first innings, 
all, all is exactly the same for England. We have an abject batting performance again. Two, uh, 269 all out. And mm. what did you think of that? Like, it was pretty, it's pretty poor and becoming a bit too, too commonplace, isn't it? I didn't, wasn't surprised. I mean, like I say, I think it's actually quite fun England collapsing. Because that's more to talk about. <laughs> uh, so, would you would you like England to collapse every game? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's quite a lot to be said for shambolic failure and heroic failure. Okay. So you want to come down on that side of the the the, the divide. Well, you need on the shambolic side. Well, no, you you go for one or the other. I mean, I'm saying we we want to fail because it gives us more to talk about. But then, but then, shambolic and heroic failure are the two failures that really. Yeah, they're the ones you can do words. Ideally, about. out of say four test innings, you want three shambolic and one heroic fight back, exactly. and then that's perfect in yeah. terms of narrative. Exactly, well, it keeps you coming back for more. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, England were much changed actually in their side. So I mean, even with the changes of uh, Bairstow being dropped for Pope, um, Don Bess in for Archer. Um, Zach Crawley came in for the injured Rory Burns um, yeah they still couldn't hit any runs and when Talhavra came out to bat they kind of just like they had a new batsman in Peter Milan mm-hmm. um, was out pretty much straight away so we didn't really get a good look at him until the second innings yeah. um, but then South Africa decided to do us one better they they collapsed as well Got gave us a 46 run lead yeah maybe the our first innings wasn't as bad as it seemed it's, yeah, that's what you say you can only judge a pitch after uh, both teams have batted on it yeah. um, but I have been impressed so far with um, I can't pronounce his name Norkia Norkia yeah that, uh, people have been saying Norkia there's no K in his name so I don't know where it comes from but apparently Norkia is I'm just going to call him Naughty so Naughty uh, Naughty is a good name <clears throat> you're going to go for he bowled Danny a, Dyer on it he bowled a Naughty bouncer yeah. to uh, Joe Root yeah. and uh, big questions were raised over uh, is Root going to suffer from the short ball and in England's second innings he dealt with it with a plum which is very good um, but actually the second innings was Dom Sibley show yeah. hard hitting fast pace dominatrix is what dominatrix, I thought yeah. dominatrix dominator any other good names for him? Um, they call him the Vicar. Vicar of Sibley. Vicar of Sibley. That's awful. Yeah. That is awful. Um, have, you, have you noticed um, that he actually looks... That's cricket clever, isn't it? Which is a kind of an insult <laughs> way of saying it's not clever. So, uh, uh, <laughs> what, what is with that? Uh, if you look at Dom Sibley, he's got his helmet on. Mm. Yeah. And I haven't actually seen him field. Because he's, he's, he is an enormous bloke. He's absolutely That's the other enormous. They call him the fridge. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> but his eyebrows look like they've been drawn on so they're kind of like they're like they're both pointing downwards at his nose he always looks confused so but there was nothing confusing about him hitting uh, 133 yeah uh, faced uh, 311 balls that's the most important thing 311 balls Five how long minutes. has it been since an England opener faced 311 balls yeah I could not possibly tell you apart from Ali Cook um, but I think uh, did Burns do it in the Ashes I'm not sure it was 340 in the first test. It would have been up there, but it's a long time. time. Uh, But anyway, we we fought back, we put ourselves into a really good position and they had to chase 438 and uh, what followed was proper attritional test match stuff. It's something that South Africa actually specialised in. Yeah, I mean, it was... Rear guard actions. Mm -hmm. It was uh, 2012, they almost hit the most runs, one of the biggest chases. They just kept going and they don't care how many balls they face. And I I think it was very good, but... We toiled away. We toiled mm. away. We we bowled for 137.4 overs, yeah, which is rather impressive. Um, With Anderson getting injured, yeah, he couldn't bowl in the last kind of session or last two sessions, in fact. Yeah. Uh, broken rib, it turns out he's got now. Yeah. Uh, 
And then we were pretty much saying when Joe Denley thought he was kind of Shane Warne for a bit. Yeah. Uh, Bowled a, a beautiful long hop that the cock smashed straight at mid wicket. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some pretty poor dismissals, actually. Yeah. Now, people said it was uh, uh, Stuart Broad's plan to bring in uh, Jimmy Anderson into leg slip and then the next ball. Van der Dusen somehow hit it there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I couldn't believe what I was, what I was seeing, really. No. Well, I think Broad said afterwards that the plan was to get him to go more offside, and Broad was planning to bowl more offside and was offline by about three feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, sometimes what looks good isn't actually good. Yeah. Uh, the second second uh, iteration of uh, the Joe Denley game. Yeah. How many runs do you think he hit in, uh, hit in this? Uh, 38. We did have 38 in one of the innings, and my uh, laptop is frozen, so I can't get the rest of my uh, my right. notes for this. So I'm going um, to take full points. For you're going to take full points for both. So uh, congratulations, Robin. Um, uh, but then it came down to Ben Stokes, who again dug deep and made himself the hero of the day. Three, was it three big wickets? Yeah. Uh, the last three big wickets. Uh, he bowled exceptionally well. Final day, fifth fifth day, and just stormed in like it was the first day, kind of effort really. Yeah, 90 mile an hour. Late on in day five. Yeah, there was a bit of uh, bit of controversy though, which uh, Joss Butler has now been on the receiving end of a fifteen percent match fee fine. I think it was fifty percent. No, fifteen. One five. Yeah, yeah, one five. Um, so I mean, we can swear on this podcast, can't we? Uh, if we want the, to. the ball was winged in from the boundary, and Big Vern. He's he's not he's big. He's, he's, he's big, and he's called. He, Vern. He's going on the Malinga side. <laughs> he is. He's got a bit of a gut. I feel like he's a bit more of a unit than Malinga. I think yeah. Malinga's got like some kind of pot belly, pot belly yeah. going on, but he's actually fairly lithe in his his arms and legs mm-hmm. area. Yeah, um, it's big Vern. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say this he looks to like Big Vern. Fucking linebacker. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said what Josh Butler said. Like, Josh Butler seems pretty mild mannered. Yeah, and yet he's uh, the ball's winged in. Jo- um, big Vern didn't get out of the way. Kind of blocked off Josh Butler taking in into the gloves and could have hit him or hurt him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Josh Butler goes on a tirade of calling him a, a fucking knobhead. Why the fuck do you do that? Why the fuck did you not get out of the way? And then um, Stoke said, "Let's just get him out." Butler says, "Well, it's hard to get it past that fucking gut." Get that. <laughs> warranted or unwarranted? So when it, when it comes to sledging, where, where do you kind of stand? Where do I stand? Yeah, uh, I thought it was, wasn't very good sledging. Okay, it sounded a bit rubbish, didn't it? Like it wasn't. It was wasn't, just aggro, aggy, wasn't it? Yeah. If you're gonna sledge, you wanna. Like, if you're going to sledge loudly right by the stumps, you need it to be good. Like, think Sangakara when he sledges um, Pollock, all the people watching. Mm. But uh, on the same time, someone pointed out on Twitter that after sledging was all three of Stokes' wickets. Okay. That so finished you, off the game. Yeah. So you think actually so, it caused the mental disintegration? It can't be proven, <laughs> but the uh, before and after is there. No smoke without fire. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think we're on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and that, and that wraps up. We won. It was the first winner Newlands since 1957, which is good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I always find that a bit weird in cricket though, because we we could have only played there three times. Yeah. So it's, it's like one of those weird. Like, you look up how many times we have played there. No, it could be others. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> I'm not Andrew Sampson. Yeah. It's, like, it's like when a team gets promoted to the Premier League after like 40 years, yeah. and the commentator's like, "Oh, they haven't won here since you know, <laughs> yeah. 1963." Yeah. It's just uh, kind of yeah, yeah. It's a, a weird non-fact. 
Blackpool to score at Manchester United with Stanley Matthews. <laughs> um, Cheers, Motty. But they ultimately, a really good England performance. Joe Root's captaincy has now put, bought himself Fully a bit, vindicated. Oh, a bit of time. Probably, maybe. I mean, like as I said at the beginning He's of the show, England's captain, so. third best captain in the world based on Test Match Championship rankings. Very true. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think when, you can't argue with facts. I, I, I can't. I can't. He's, he's right. the new Brulee. <laughs> he's the new, yeah, new he, I think uh, this match was the 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 sixteenth win, which brings him level. With More Brulee. wins than defeats. Is it just about? Yeah, really, <laughs> lost a lot less, but they've yeah. won the same number. Yeah. Fair, uh, but actually. On the up, so there's more positive outlook. the The game must have been amazing. The crowds were amazing. Like, yeah. I think nearly every day it was almost a sellout at Newlands. Um, really good uh, advertisement for Test cricket. Uh, we've got a bit of a preview, haven't we, for uh, the next set? But um, should we do a bit of a quiz first? I think that just to break that up. Um, do you want do you want to do the quiz? I would love to do the quiz. It ended apparently in the early hours of Saturday morning with the all rounder capsizing a pedalo at Senior Team Hotel. It's gone for four. Ireland have won. They've beaten England. England's World Cup future hangs in the balance. The Bangladesh Tigers have knocked the England Lions out of the World Cup. for Tony they've got to go it's got to throw it's got to go to the keepers in he's got it England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins by the barest of all margins absolute ecstasy for England agony agony for New Zealand uh, yeah um, so after the roaring success of our big quiz of the year mm-hmm. um, we, we thought we'd bring quizzes into the show on a slightly more regular basis so um Give them the fans what they want. Yeah, give them the fans what they want. Um, so the quiz of this week, maybe we need to call it something. The Cricket Podcast Cricket Quiz of the Week is a bit of a mouthful. That was pretty snappy, I thought. Okay, all right. The Cricket Podcast Cricket Quiz of the Week. Um, Ross, what's your team name? Um, I'll be French 75. French 75, okay. And um, Rob, what's your team name? Uh, Big Verns, Big Quizzes. Big Verns, Big Quizzes versus French 75s. And Team Valued Listener, please play along at home and let us know how you did. Actually, I'm going to change my team, though. Okay. I'm going to be Quizton de Cock. Quizton de Cock versus Big Fern... What? Big Fern's Big Quizzes. Okay, you just have to say that every time, yeah? Yeah. Um, question number one, boys. There's only three questions this week. Marnus Labuschagne's recent double time takes him to second on the list of best test averages. He joins Smith, Voges, Bradman in the top four, all Australian. But who is fifth? I'll give you a clue. They're South African. <coughs> Jack Callis was he up there mm. no he's further down it's not Jack Callis um, how, how many games would they have had to play uh, you had to have a minimum of 20 test innings ok so as few as 10 uh, yeah they played back in the day back in, yeah uh, famous surname is it, is it Donavera no. no their son captain to South Africa or nephew actually maybe Smith nope Donald? It's Graham Pollock. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, so, congratulations to Marnus. Um, and and our worthy listeners, listen at home, got yeah. that correctly. Yeah, probably. I'm sure hundreds yeah, of the yeah. listeners yeah, got that correct. Um, so this one, this one's a more contemporary question. Okay. Uh, this week, Liam Livingston went viral on Twitter. Can you tell me why? He got smashed in the nuts. There you go, one point to... Um, Whatever your team name is. Quisden Cock. de Cock. There's a follow-up to that, though. For an extra point, can you tell me which Big Bash team he plays for? The Brisbane Heat. No. They wore red. Okay. Uh, Tasmania. Melbourne Stars. No, it's the Perth Scorchers. Mm. Uh, I was thinking with some of these names in the Australian Big Big Bash League. They're just asking for trouble? Heat, Scorchers, they need to... (laughs) In a little bit of a rebrand. <laughs> Brisbane bushfire. Um, it's, really, it's really bad. So if you can donate, please do donate. But um, save the world. Yeah. This um, this this one's this one's a tricky one. Or this is one we're gonna have to think. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you're gonna have to be creative. So you're ready for that. It's almost on the topic of sledging. So okay. Well, she should be good. Um, this week, Joss Butler called Vernon Philander. Philander? Philander. Uh, Philanderer. And made a comment about his gut. Off the top of your head, can you come up with a better sledge uh, for Vernon Philander? <laughs> that's not <laughs> a quiz question, is it? That's, 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 that's no. lateral thinking. It's yeah, lateral thinking. Right, but here's the thing. Josh Butler has had five days to come up with this. <laughs> You've had five days, and this is two days after the test, so you've had seven days. <laughs> I've not been thinking of how I would insult Big Vern. Um, so is that a no? You can say no. What about if we come back at the end of the show okay. with, uh, with what, what we think? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, yeah, right, well, right, I think you yeah. can do that. Um, finally, then, because uh, this is a tiebreaker, but Ross, you're winning. So okay. this is to... Well, I don't know, there'll be a bit later on. It'll be we, 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 love, we love all opportunities to make it a draw. <laughs> yeah, well, that's important in cricket, isn't it? The draw is part of, of the game of cricket, so we encourage it. Real part of the heritage. Yeah. Um, another Marnus Flavishain question. The um, man who looks like a spade. Yeah. He was the top run scorer in Test cricket last year. How many runs did he score nearest to the answer wins? Uh, 1,190. Rob? Um, he got quite a lot, didn't he? Nine fifty. Okay, he got one thousand one hundred and four. Mm. So oh. that's you kind of split the difference there, didn't you? But Ross is closer. Mm. Um, so that's two. Quiz to the cock. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, um, second on the list, Steve Smith, nine hundred sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Root third, eight hundred fifty-one, and uh, Rory Burns, eight hundred twenty-four. I've been really impressed with Roy Burns yeah. this year. I think a lot of people kind of said that he doesn't really fit in terms of like the technique and all that kind of stuff. But he's a gritty bastard, and he can occupy a crease. Anyway, yeah. and he can't hit runs back in the pavilion. That's uh, the cricket podcast, cricket quiz of the week, part one. We'll uh, we'll wrap up the show with your big sledges for Big Vern. And, we, and if you if you've got better ones, please yeah, send them in. I've got another. I've got another good sledge written down, but um, we'll save that. Okay, Rob, do you want to talk to us about the third test? Yes, I do. Uh, well, I mean, the big news has been trailed previously uh, in the episode, which is Jimmy Anson's injury. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, left rib, apparently. Um, they called it a bone injury, which I presume means broken rib, yeah. um, rather than a muscle injury. So, Anson's out. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's what I said. Dr. Hughes over there. I mean, yeah, we've got to join these dots. They said bone injury. I'm going to go with them. Yeah. Um, but on the good side, uh, both Joffrey Archer and Mark Wood are fully fit, apparently. Ooh. 
So, who comes in? Presumably Joffre. Oh, yeah, yeah, unless we're saying, uh, unless Joffre's still injured, so he's got an elbow injury. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's bone or ligament. Uh, apparently it was just inflammation. So he should be fine. So not, not long term. Yeah, so he should be fine then. So he should be okay. Yeah, I, I think he, he's ahead of Mark Wood. And Jamie, is it Jamie or Craig Overton? It was Craig. Craig yeah. I, think, yeah. I don't think they'll pick Craig Overton. No. Um, <coughs> how about uh, drop Bess and... Yeah, so Leach is apparently fit now. But you could back play... From, back from injury. You could play back Wood and Archer, 95 miles an hour, both ends. Just bounce them out. But, I don't, I don't think but, apparently Port Elizabeth is one of the slower pitchers in South Africa doesn't matter when you're bowling 95 miles an hour just famous last words yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the ball's barely carrying think, think about how slow Jack Leach will be if it's already a slow pitch be even slower <laughs> good point, <laughs> um, I, mean, good point. So I was, was going to say there might be an opportunity to play two frontline spinners into yeah. Bess and you know, Parkinson could play but actually I thought Denlich did a reasonable job got a couple of wickets so you're saying R- Root, Root can bowl obviously as well yeah um, but yeah Leach is, is a more attacking spinner than Bess is yeah yeah, yeah definitely so alright so what, what, what are you saying Rob you've done the research here uh, I mean I think I think you have to bring Archback if he's fit yeah just because if he's anywhere near to his full capacity that's our, one of our best bowlers mm-hmm. um but then, yeah, I would be. Temp- I, I would bring back Leach if he's back from illness. I mean, he's done a good job for us beforehand. I don't think he's worth. I don't think he's done anything to deserve being dropped. Really. Yeah, and Don Best didn't exactly um, flourish with his night watching role, did he? No, I mean, if he's been brought back for his runs, mm-hmm. Leach has done well batting, <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, he's actually. I think he's quite a significantly better bowler as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, I'd bring Leach back. Yeah. Nothing was quite a long tail, but then as we discussed, it's quite funny when England collapse. So yeah, any <laughs> anyone want any changes in the batting order? Is there anyone else we could bring in, or is it just Bearstow? Yeah, so they, yeah, they're not yeah. they're not calling up a replacement. They're not going to bring Keaton over. No, so uh, they I, said they are going to take him to Sri Lanka. Well, we, actually, that, see, I'm not surprised. He batted really well over there. And he's, he's got a good average against spin, so I can understand that. But I would have thought they'd at least bring him round the squad now, fly him in, get him used mm. to it, and all that kind of But maybe. They just prefer to have Zach Crawley there at the top of the, the, top of the order. Yeah, I mean, he didn't do too badly. Good one-handed catch, see that? Yeah, kind of yeah. parried it up and then took it on the other one. Double drop, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so any any other news for this test? Uh, I've struggled to find out anything about South Africa teams, so I assume they're going to be... Unchanged. Yeah. Unchanged, yeah. But I've not um, seen anything. Um, no. Suggest that they will... And, I, I mean, be different. I think England's general strategy at the moment is not to make too many changes, mm-hmm. especially if they've won. Yeah, so, and, and I think I mean South Africa's squad is probably the best they could probably put out with injuries anyway at the moment. Yeah, yeah. and they're bowling, I mean, they're bowling like pretty good. Yeah, they bowled well and they didn't bat too badly, really. I don't. They, they unfortunately, I'm going to say this, and he's going to get an absolute stack full of wickets in the next game. But Maharaj just isn't that good as, as, a, as a proper test spinner. Yeah. He's just not that good. Mm. Mm. People used to say that about Lyon. Did yeah. they, have they? Have they ever said that about Lyon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He got dropped two or three times, I think. Lyon, yeah. really? Yeah. He's just, just taken the most wickets ever in his summer, isn't he? He took 27 wickets in the Test matches. Yeah, but are they... I mean, Pakistan and New Zealand aren't very good. Do they count as good wickets? <laughs> I think they do. I think they do. I don't know if there's an asterisk on Crick Info, is there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't well, I mean... When Anderson gets to 600 wickets and you're going, oh, how many of those were actually... Also, didn't Stark take more wickets than him? 
I'm, you know, I'm just, uh, from Nathan Lyon took his most he's in personal records yeah, so the greatest right. of all time as they call him the goat yeah alright anyway we, we digress into that so uh, the, at, at, at Port Elizabeth which yep. is again apparently a very nice stadium beautiful it's the, uh, it's the uh, venue where uh, we bowled out South Africa for 30 all outs Oh, so if yeah. we're looking for historical precedents. Yeah. What was that? that uh, Stuart Broad's eight for fifteen. That, <laughs> that, that was in eighteen ninety six. So Chris Broad's yeah, eight for Chris fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Trescothic's debut Chris <laughs> in, in his infancy. <laughs> yeah, his eight for fifteen was it? Was it Trent Bridge? I think. Yeah. Um, but no. So so historically, though, I think it's roughly um, t- like fifty uh, fifty with uh, South Africa home wins and away wins. So it's a uh, it should be a good. It's an interesting one in, in a more broad sense. Uh, the England and South Africa are one of the few nations who, who the, the mm. rivalry, the away team has traditionally done better. We've won more in South Africa, and they've won more in England. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, actually. So I think that's since two thousand. Uh, uh, see, especially the way cricket goes now, it's yeah. kind of a very home-dominated do- set mm. of pitches up for the home team, and see you later. Not a quiz yeah. question, but do you know another team South Africa have got that relationship with? Australia. Australia, yeah. They win more in Australia and lose more at home. Um, I think it'd be great. If, so being a, an international cricketer and going to South Africa just looks like it'd be absolutely amazing. Mm. But the place just looks incredible. Yeah. Do you think you get to explore it very much now? Or spend your whole time in hotels? I can imagine they, they get a bit of downtime. There's really good golf in South Africa. I don't think they get as much downtime as they used to. I think mm. like old school cricket tours were like just be when you're there for there, six so. months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just on safari, darling. Yeah. Bring back six tons of tusks. So predictions. Um, Three hundred run win for England. <laughs> <laughs> Bold, bold, uh, Jack. Uh, I um, I'm going to say we're we're, we're going to get the wrath of South Africa, okay. the wrath of Big Vern. Big Vern's going to come uh, back. The la- I mean, I, I tweeted something along the lines of um, the last the last time a, a country went to South Africa and got involved in needless verbals didn't very, end very well for them. Did not. Uh, well, no, like um, their captain got banned for a year. Oh yeah. Uh, their opening batsman got banned for a year, and then uh, the other bloke, what happened to him? Who, who's going to be our? Um... It's going to be roped into dodgy dealing. See, I reckon... Crawley. Crawley. No, I don't think that. I think the power in the England dressing room lies with Ben Stokes. I reckon Ben Stokes could trick Joe Root into scuffing the ball up. Do you think? Yeah. To get the captaincy for himself? Maybe, yeah. Ooh, that could happen. Politics. There's lots of politics in cricket. That'd be a weird self-sabotage, that would be. If we know... (laughs) (laughs) The best year ever, and then go straight straight back into the... No, no, but like he he wouldn't do what... He'll frame He wouldn't admit admit it. He'll learn. Frame Root. Who framed Joe Root? And Root's too naive to blame Stokes. I mean, I have noticed that, uh, I think I mentioned before, but Joe Joe Root is continued with the beard, even though he doesn't suit him. He should dye the beard. If he dyed the beard. What colour? Ginger. Ginger, hmm. or red, red and white, red, white, red, white and blue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, do you want? Um, so, are we done? I, I, I didn't make a prediction. Um, no, I, no, I, I, yeah, I said South Africa would win. What did you think? Last? I think England will win. Uh, I think, uh, I think we'll uh, we will bounce on from that. I think it'll go yeah. well. But I do agree that there'll be a bit of wrath coming from Big Vern. Big Vern. I, I, I feel like we've not seen the best of Rabada in this series. No, yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, it's true. Stop, David. Great work. Beautiful piece of work. That's what he was there for. Great side stumping. That was all Jack Russell's. Look at that one. That was a fine piece of work. That really was fantastic.
fantastic work. He whipped the bars off in a flash. And as soon as they saw me, Jack Russell came bounding over. <laughs> and I just made it into the pop increase. In time. We've had some correspondence. So, oh, excellent. Uh, as a reminder, you can get in touch with us uh, at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram or thecricketpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Do you, right, where, where would you like to start here? We've had, we've had, we've had a couple of questions from Paul Griffiths, uh, long term. We always start with Paul, don't yeah. we? Uh, and then we've had one from Rolo Tomasi. Okay, and we've we also got one from uh, Brightwell, Chris Brightwell. Chris Brightwell. Okay, well, we'll start with uh, Paul's his first one. Um, he presumes that Butler's fine is on the list. Uh, Correct. Was, yeah, yeah. Good presumption, Paul. We're on the ball, <laughs> and you know we're on the ball. <laughs> um, do we fancy playing? Uh, Cricket at Stansted Park in, uh, in front of the house on Easter Sunday. They have a fixture gap. I, I, thought, was, <laughs> I, I, I thought this was going to be a question. Let's, let's ask their opinion. Um, what, is it like? Uh, would you like to go? Is it actually in front of his house, like on the driveway? Is it, is it, is it, is it street yeah. cricket? It's, there's some pictures of it on his on his on his Twitter. Where, whereabouts is it? Uh, I don't know where that is. In Hampshire, I think. Hampshire. We'll have to have a look. Okay, yeah, we could. We'll get we'll get back to you, Paul. Yeah. If we can get a group save train ticket, maybe. <laughs> uh, this is a question. Um, maybe one more for you, Ross. I think you like cricket more than me and Rob, who are our best ambivalent. Um, about the subject, <laughs> does does anyone else go to their cricket club in the middle of winter and sit on the pavilion, wishing it was a summer Sunday, or is it just me? It's just you, <laughs> <laughs> Ross. Have you ever gone to your cricket club in the in the winter? Uh, no, I haven't actually. No, but I uh, I long for cricket actually. Yeah, I do. I do actually. I, I missed playing nets the other day. And it was actually slightly insane. It was mild. It was quite nice. The, the, and the net at Kennington played actually really quite well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pretty lively. <laughs> a few a few balls which uh, gets a little bit low and geared up. But um, I I think I think it's that we've had enough time now away from cricket. I think so okay. between like so the end, end, like, yeah, end of end of September through to. Uh, now mm. I'm, I'm kind of I'm ready to play again. Actually, you're but, in that honeymoon, like, not honeymoon phase, but you're in that beautiful phase where you've forgotten how bad it could be. Yeah, mm. and you're not nervous for how bad it will be. You, yeah. Exactly right. And I think, mm. uh, but unfortunately, what people don't that's why you shouldn't go to nets because it gets you in the nervous state too mm. quickly. Yeah, but people uh, people forget that like, January and February are just awful months. Yeah, like they are the March worst of the year. Either March is the Um I, I do sometimes when I go past like London Field or something mm-hmm. and see the square. Do you go and shadow bat like Steve Smith? I don't shadow bat, but I do think yeah, we'll be playing cricket there soon. That'll be nice. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we are we are longest, but we don't go and sit at the pavilion. Yeah. But uh, I can I can see the appeal of it. Yeah. Uh, was that was that a joke? No. Cricket joke appeal? No. No. Okay. I don't. I'm Mac. I'm not Max. Yeah. Um, Rolo Tomasi. Uh, a little bit off topic. What's your opinion of West Ham's reappointment of David Moyes? Right. <laughs> so I think here West Ham could probably learn from Eng- the England cricket team and their reappointment of Peter Moores. Didn't go well. Don't go back. I think it was, it's a good one. But Peter Moores actually famously said in his interview back saying, I win. Yeah, so it, well, maybe Peter Moores won because he got two payoffs from the ECB. Well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe David Moyes will win. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, David got the, the old Dildo brothers yeah. <laughs> will play him out twice if I know anything about West Ham they won't win Rob <laughs> <laughs> well, have you got anything to add uh, no just the whole club is obscenely yeah. badly run so. yeah. but, there's, but so many of the cricket institutions are so badly run 
Oh, yeah. yeah, like Peter Moss twice. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I there's, there's, <laughs> there are many parallels to be drawn. <laughs> I, do, I do sometimes wonder actually how you get into like sports management. So I can understand mm. like the route when you've actually played cricket and then got it. But actually, yeah. how you get into sports administration and sports management is kind of a, a bit strange to me. Yeah, it's a good, it is a good question. What did uh, what's the name of the main guy at the ECB? Tom, Tom Harrison. Tom Harrison. What did he do? Colin Graves. I think Colin Graves had like a bread company or something. Yeah, they're all kind of. Is it just like an old boys network? It, it must be. It, like it must be. Like they must. Get, like have to. How be do you like... become the chairman of a local cricket club? You like do some kind of non-offensive local work, don't you? Yeah. And then when you get a bit old and you you just get made the chairman, and people just like oh, you used to be a policeman, he'll be fine. Yeah, I'm thinking of it. Yeah. It's, it's it, exactly it, the same. Yeah, it, it, I think it's it just a large company. It's fine. Yeah, can he put charge of clear parallels here? He does not have an explicit history of grooming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to be clear, uh, as far as we know, <laughs> no, uh, none David of Moyes does not have <laughs> and, and nor do Colin Graves or Tom. Yeah, quite, uh, actually, I'd quite like to actually know about that because I think in the future. Not about whether they've groomed someone. <laughs> no, not that bit. Uh, no, but actually, like going into sports management, because I think it's actually something that would be one well, quite I mean, fun to sports do. Sports management in cricket is one of the things where you can fail upwards for decades. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah whoever's coming with that. I mean, yeah. the Hundo is a perfect example. Uh, have you seen the latest um, Hundo information? So they yeah. released ticket prices today. Yeah. Um, they're not that cheap. Pretty cheap. Uh, I've got some more stuff on that. What's the last correspondence? Uh, the last correspondence is uh, Chris Brightwell, um, who once almost came on to this podcast. I think he, he was on it. He did the introduction. The inter- so mm-hmm. there we are, famous, and then um, yeah, ran into. He some, burned brightly. He burned brightly, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, fell away like uh, the England cricket team with a with an yeah. unfortunate illness. Um, he said, uh, a "Violent based, illness." Based based upon <laughs> based upon Joss Butler's um, comments yeah. of calling Big Vern a fucking knobhead. He was actually asking, who is the biggest knobhead in cricket? Which I think is probably right up our street. And, actually, yeah, so there's, and there's plenty of characters. Currently playing? Or... I, I think ever. So there's obviously ever. Jeffrey Boycott. Is, uh, Jeffrey Ever's Boycott's in there. Yeah. Um, is... and you guys don't particularly like Kevin Peterson that much. I quite like I Kevin Peterson. I don't like Kevin Peterson. I don't know if he's the biggest knobhead ever to play the game. Yeah, there's probably more deserving candidates. Um... It's, it's, there's many different types of knobheads yeah. Yeah. Dave Warner well yeah I mean if you're going to go with Dave Warner then you have to go for the the, the, the obviously bigger knobhead from Australia um, Steve Waugh yeah I see it like the mm. man that Dave Warner learnt all his tricks from really mm-hmm. uh, but then you can go back further and you've got like Alan Border and Merv Hughes they've got a whole Merv, H- Merv Hughes seems like a right dickhead I think he's quite nice now though isn't he doesn't he just drink beers and go on tour there was yeah, a... he does tour yeah. a lot yeah. <laughs> they always pan to him in the stands yeah. with like 30 people around him with matching hats <laughs> so, it's like, okay. so there, was a, there was a thing on uh, on the BBC text commentary the other day around uh, waiting for cricketers and one came up about Merv Hughes and uh, this guy goes uh, when I was 8 years old I went up to uh, Big Merv and uh, he was sitting there I think it was like 12th man or something and uh, sitting there eating a sandwich and I uh, walk up and it says uh, can I have your autograph please he goes yeah you can, yeah, you can. after I finish my lunch Big Murph then proceeds to take 15 minutes to finish off his sandwich. It's a big guy, yeah. A, and then uh, goes into his bag and it look, looks at the guy, looks at the guy, goes to what he thinks is going to be picking out a pen so he can sign the autograph, picks out another sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and then continues to eat it and doesn't, he, the guy doesn't end up getting an autograph. Um, mm. here's, someone, here's someone who I reckon might be the biggest dickhead. Jeff Boycott. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the whole of kind of anyone who went on a rebel tour, South Africa. Yeah. That's got to be up there. 
But, but, but that was so, yeah, I think we should put what, I can't even go up this one without uh, dragging it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, contemporary dickheads though, or knobheads. Um, I don't particularly like Virat Kohli, but I think we've got I think we've got plenty of Indian listeners on here who will venomously oh, disagree with me. That's, that's another fifty Ooh. listeners gone, isn't it? Let's <laughs> uh, bring that back. Uh, <laughs> Tim Murta. <laughs> He's a mug, isn't he? <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know if we answered that exactly, but uh, it was a good question. Right. Uh, we, we're going to take a quick break, then we're going to come back with some uh, cricket administration administration <laughs> chat. Uh, oh, don't miss that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll round up the show. He's given it a tremendous hammer. So that's two sixes in two deliveries for Gary Balance. Gary Vallance in his second test match goes to 100. This is a rare talent. You see me move back and forth between both. I'm trying to find a balance. Yeah, obviously great news. Um, came, came as a bit of a surprise, but uh, you know it's great news, and you know can't wait to to get back in the squad and, and um, you know get back into it. So, Jack, you've uh, whetted the appetite. What do we mean by cricket administration? Well, yeah, the ICC, in all of their wisdom, yep. um, are going to consider a proposal tabled mainly, it appears to be, from the English Cricket Board and, the Austra- and Cricket Australia to make all test matches compulsory four days from the year 2023. So what, England and Australia have put that forward? As a... So that's, that's what the word on the street appears to be. Who uh, is running <laughs> English cricket? <laughs> Like all like all of the, all of the English games pretty much sell out when it comes to te- test match. On the final day, yeah. they're not going, but then they refund the ticket. I just I don't understand what, what, what to what ends. Um, well, so the ends that's now that you ask. Um, so the the reasons given so far uh, have been that you could standardise the cricket calendar so that all test matches would start on a Thursday and end on a Sunday. Right, everyone would know where they stood when it comes to, to when Test Matches are played. They'd free up around 300 days to play other cricket or do other things, have a day off, uh, in the next sort of eight-year Test cycle. Right. Um, they would, they'd be able, by doing that, they'd have more series that were either three or five matches instead of two or four, which I, know, I guess produces... More results. Not overall results. Yeah, um, and they wouldn't have to budget money on day fives, um, which don't happen sixty percent of the time. Uh, and by by upping the number of overs, I think by eight, so ninety eight yeah. overs a day, you would only technically lose fifty eight overs out of your test match. Yeah, but typically there's slow over rates and things like that. Don't we don't actually you don't end up seeing those many overs in a in a day. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know some of the people who think this is a good idea? Uh, probably the stupid management consultant who came up with this looks at the figures and goes, "I know, data is the issue. Da- data is the salvation here." Yeah, and let's uh, well, you can make you can make maths can make this look like a fucking good idea. So, so probably that person, but in in I'm thinking cricket celebrities here. <sighs> Think of the two biggest geniuses, Michael Vaughan. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Vaughan. Straight in. Yeah. What a plot. Um, and another cricket genius. Um. Shane Warne. <laughs> Shane Warne. <laughs> <laughs> They've been the two most vocal proponents that I, I, I've seen of the idea. 
Um, the, I mean, the other point of view is that Test cricket's dying. You hear, I think the, the chairman, the current chairman of the ICC, has been quoted a few times as saying Test cricket is dying. Um, and so the the idea is that some cricket, four day cricket, is is better for Test cricket than no cricket. No, but the, no but the reason cricket. the reason it's dying, they say it's dying. That one, they typically make it too expensive to actually go. Mm-hmm. Two, mm-hmm. there's so many sh- rubbish test test games anyway. I think like the the smaller nations who who aren't very good. Why don't they play four four day cricket? That's fine. Who, where's the cut off here? You mean when England played Ireland and we got <laughs> bowled out? Yeah, but then, but then we then we figured out we figured out that we're England and they're Ireland, and we bowled them out for mm. thirty eight or whatever it was. So Queen, Queen rang up. She told, She said, "I'm disappointed." Yeah, come on, <laughs> we're going to, to take your OBs away. Yeah. Come on. Um, but I, I and I think that the ICC, if they want something done, they'll do their level best to actually make that kind of thing happen. Yeah, but like they pack the calendar for of pointless international T20s, make the um, period where teams are actually away in terms of the tours ridiculously long mm-hmm. when they don't need to, and then you get too much of the stuff. Mm. I think uh, it's a terrible idea. Um, yeah, I mean you're not alone, Ross. Um, pretty much everyone besides Shane Warne, um, the chairman of the ICC and Michael Vaughan have expressed negative opinions, including quite a few people actually on the ICC committee. <laughs> uh, I think Mickey Arthur, who's a coaching representative, has said something. Uh, Jai Wardner has said it's a bad idea. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad there's some, still some purists there. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, I ta- I'm going to take back my comment I said about, uh, earlier about Coley. Uh, uh, because Coley, he, did, he did come out. Yeah. I saw him say that, why would you ever... De Kock and Duplessis both hate the idea. Which is strange, right? Because the South African administrators on Tuesday all came out that we will be backing... Well, no, day. see, that's not that's not true. Is it not? No. So it's been so misreported. They actually said today... Um, so they may have said that, like, they wouldn't be averse to the idea or they would listen to the idea. They did say today, though, that if it is Australia and the ECB that are backing this proposal, they will not... Um, it, not clear why that why <laughs> oh, exactly those two countries are a problem for them. Possibly something to do with revenue sharing, but that is um, that's their point of view. Um, Rob, have you got any thoughts on this? Um, well, I might sort of play devil's advocate for a little mm-hmm. bit and say that, <clears throat> however, like how many games do you think happen where? So the last England and South Africa game was obviously great drama. Finishing yeah. in the last, you know, hour or so, and then the oh, fifth day, mm-hmm. and both all um, uh, outcomes still in the balance. You know yeah. what can happen. That's everyone loves that. That's five day cricket at its best. But however many games go through to the end of the fourth day, where you know what team's going to win, you just don't know whether they're going to win at the end of the fourth day or the start of the fifth day. Mm-hmm. All of those matches, when we go to four day tests, will turn into what England South Africa was with great drama about are they going to win or is it going to be a draw because you don't know whether they're going to they're going to win in the fourth day or whether it's going to end as a draw but anyone, and there are a lot more of those games is that true that where the outcome is in the balance at the end of the fourth day mm. then there might be where the outcome is in the balance at the end of the fifth day well I mean so you might actually yeah. get more tense games if we go to a four day test it is a possibility I don't know I've not done any rigorous uh, evaluation of <coughs> obviously neither have I it is interesting though that their own statistics say 40% of tests do go to a fifth day so yeah. there's but, that, but that's <laughs> definitely however many of those are like five or ten overs on the fifth day oh, yeah, no, everyone knows you're going to lose yeah. um, and then if that's a, if people know that it's not going to go to a fifth day you'll bat mm-hmm. a bit faster you'll bowl a bit faster you'll declare earlier but I think, there's, I think there's a lot of issues that anyway that 
So what one, if I start with the issues on, as you come through, those kind of games that you talk about there, Rob, like some of it just comes around through poor overrates that are there. Yeah. Um, the home side, or the, the toss, is a huge issue in most of the countries now mm. because of the home advantage. And yeah. that actually causes these huge imbalances. And you, like in India, when they hit, what, I think, was it four double tons they hit in that series recently? You're just like, how is that conducive to what's happening? And yeah. they score, they're, they're like massive deficits. Australia this summer have beaten everybody by like an innings or by like nearly 150 mm. runs in each game. Mm. Well, I think there is, I, I mean, I think the two, the biggest areas that the issues you'll have is that if you do change the, it to four days and take 58 hours out of the game, you fundamentally do change what test matches. match is. Yeah, like, so Dom Sibley's innings this week doesn't happen in... It becomes that like t- it's going to, you're going to turn like, it into more T20. It's not right, T20, isn't it? is it? But like you, he doesn't bat for like 500 minutes. He just wouldn't be able to. They'd have to, because England would have had to declare early on the fourth day, mm-hmm. which wouldn't have given him enough time to do what he did. You'd, he'd have had to sort of hit out earlier. You don't... And the implication of that, obviously, is that when then, in the future, when you compare any player to the past, they're, they're fundamentally played a different match. It's, so completely, it's completely not, different. But, but that's always the whole, well, in like, a sense, like I said, like I was joking earlier about yeah. getting rid of timeless tests or six day tests. The game's always changing. It is, and it people is. would have said going down from six days to five days is exactly the same argument you're coming out with now. It is, but it, I think it's a more fundamental change. And and if, if you look in 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 the well, so I, if you look at I, I say you call it probably modern cricket, so cricket from what like the early eighties, early seventies, um, where most of the players were professional and there was money in the game and. Uh, like the, you didn't have one fast bowler, and then some people who swung it around a little bit. You had like three people who could bowl eighty miles an hour plus. Like that is uh, a portion game, and you and you would be fundamentally playing a different game if it's four days versus then. The other thing you've got to factor in, and I think this applies probably more to subcontinent teams. Quite often, you need five days for the pitch to start to fall apart a little bit, and that, and that's just natural. Where if you if you play a game over four days. The, is the pitch is only exposed. I mean, this is like really rather an obvious statement. It's only exposed to the elements for four days rather than five days, which which will mean that it's less likely to break up. So could you it not will be less uncover effective. the pitch for a day before the match starts? Well, I mean, you could do that, but then you're playing on an uncovered pitch, aren't you? Like, and the, well, the pitch has to be the, fine the pitch has to be prepared. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, <it's>, and, <laughs> and quite often, it's pouring rain. <laughs> <laughs> And, and quite often, um, the first day of the test match is the best day to bowl on as a, as a fast bowler. So maybe the solution is to play two days, have a day off, and then have another two days. Um, I don't know. Um, it, it, it does seem like a, a fairly fundamental change, and, and that will affect spinners, and that will affect results in the subcontinent, because that is traditionally the result. Well, I think, I think spinners in general are affected, because typically the pitch on a fourth and fifth day is better for spin bubblers. Yeah, I mean, if to, when South Africa went to India on their last tour... Um, didn't all of the tests end on the fifth day? And I know South Africa were being, being beaten by an innings mm. or hundreds of runs, but it still took India five days. The the current best test team it still took them five days to beat what we're probably saying is a fairly average mm-hmm. um, South African team with a, with certainly a below average batting lineup. Um, well, well, that's um, but they if they had the chance to beat them in four days maybe they would have done but they knew they had five days to beat them so that's not well no but then, but then but then you are playing a different you are just you're creating a new format essentially yeah and that's yeah. the idea is to create a new well, format well I understand that <laughs> I understand that but then are you not is the is the in the test cricket exists and we enjoy test cricket now partly because of the historical context of test cricket 
Yeah. And and being able to compare people across eras and but but when we see something excellent like Ben Stokes bowling a team out in the last half an hour of the get day, we know that's excellent because of the context of all of these other five day games that where maybe the team got away with it. Like when we went South Africa and Onions blocked out two tests in a row. We know that it was good that Stokes did that because of exactly that context. If you have a four day game you don't have but, but, decades but, of context but, but, you, but you don't have context but when five day tests came in and cover pitches came in you didn't have the context before that as well yeah, but then, that was a fundamental change to the game but, then but now it, you've adjusted to it and you think that's what the game is no I understand yeah. that so but all I change think, is resisted by people when I, the change happens in a, in a sense I get where you're, where you're coming from I, I just think at that point you didn't have the, the same legacy um, and actually, what, like, what quite a lot of the teams weren't very good. For why, instance, why was they not the same? Legacy because like? basically, the only two really good test playing nations were us and Australia. Okay, but like, but do you not think that people at that time would so make exactly the same arguments you're making now about this well, no, change I mean, in the history of the game? The other thing this is, is the, the other thing is always always people making those. Yeah, sort of but the other thing is back then, quite often the tours had to end because the players had to go home and go back to work. Like it's not. <laughs> It's not. It's it's a complete. It's not only a different sporting era. It's actually a different. It's an amateur. It's an amateur era. Like it's not. But at the same time, you were saying earlier about because how you don't, nowadays we don't go over and have enough practice matches before people go over and tours for three three months or something. No, I think I was making a joke. But, um, but I I yeah. I mean, I I I don't think like now we live in in or we play cricket in an era where the the finances really are available to to keep the game the same and have you because you've got other formats for other types of cricket. Like it's, it's, it's. There's not besides like greed. Essentially, I don't think there's enough justification. But that's what it is. That's what it does come down to, right? It is greed that has forced these kind of issues. So I think, and uh, but there are nations where you you look around the stadium and the West Indies tour, for example, mm-hmm. these huge stadiums and actually they're half full at best. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so stuff has to be done to kind of bring people into it but sometimes they don't help themselves like they don't put the proper good days on this on the friday saturday sunday yeah, yeah, yeah. they start they start it on a tuesday and you're just like where's the logic well it makes no sense yeah. and it's just like there is stuff that they can be done to really help when it works yeah. i don't have any issues with some four some tests being four days so if some could be I mean, that way yeah, fine ross you kind of alluded it to, to it earlier <clears throat> i think below a certain ranking particularly yeah, it, it might just be better to do it like that yeah um, and it's, it's, it's always like a good, um, like a half, almost like a halfway house, almost. But like if Ireland, for example, are a fully fledged Test nation, and they want to get better at Test cricket, they're not going to sit there and they're not going to go and play Australia in like five day, like a, 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 a five match series over five days. It's just not going to work out. But actually, having some four days, get used to used to it. I mean, did the county championship ever used to be five days long? Was it always three. Be, used to be three? Mm. So they actually extended it. Maybe we go back to six day tests. <laughs> Maybe that's the same. Um, anyway, that I think we've 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 raked over the coals of test cricket going to four days. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, broadly speaking, are you in favour or not in favour? I'm. A pu- I'm I, I love test cricket. I'm f- very much against. The Rob, idea. would you if you played devil advocate? Would you be? In yeah, favor? I want all tests to be ten overs each. Ten overs each. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hundred balls maybe would be yeah. the best. Well, um, that's too much. Too many. Yeah, <laughs> too many balls. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think just leave it as is. Doesn't really make sense. Um, should we round up other bits of cricket news and then and then call this a day? Yes, please. Sounds good to me. Hundred tickets, Ross. You 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 spoke about this. Um, they have cut the ticket price. I, I think did they cut the ticket price or did they announce them or? So I, th- I think it's already been clear. The ECB's campaign of misinformation has confused us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what I do know is that some of the tickets will be £20 or less. Not in London, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I won't be going. Uh, and at a lot of the grounds, you'll be able to get two adult and two kid tickets for 30 quid or less, which is cheap. Not bad. All in. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so I thought that was. Um, I thought the way I read it was that there was a early bird deal where there's fifty percent off. Mm-hmm. So between if you book a ticket now and between now and the thirty first of January or whatever it is, you can get fifty percent off in early bird tickets. Mm-hmm. But then you lose the fifty percent discount. So I kind of thought that. The... I, I think I think that is partly true. I think that the tickets on the day will be substantially more expensive. So yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so but this is this is the thing. They're, 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 they're pumping out saying that oh yeah look how cheap it is look how cheap it is and actually with a fifty percent discount it is cheap yeah but once that goes yeah no I do I do think that is that is the case so um, it's the, it's the, uh, will you be getting any early bird tickets Ross uh, no uh, Rob uh, I got the early early bird tickets and they were basically free at double price double, oh double price <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. I wanted to lock Make, my, lock myself in yeah. for every fixture so all seven games for the. London Spirit for the London Spirit yeah. and, uh, are you going to go to any Oval Invincibles as well um, like I said I booked, got the early early bird tickets okay. for the Oval as well ok yeah um, and also for Southern Brave ok so just in case yeah, yeah, so are you, so. you going to go sit on top of the pavilion at the Oval like next week and just long for the summer like Paul does pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, there is a, a big question around um, scheduling though so uh, is so the Australians were like quite heavily selected because of all the Australian coaches who are actually running the teams like Katic, Gillespie, mm-hmm. Ponting, Warren, mm-hmm. um, to name a few. Uh, and apparently the Australian players might not actually be available. Why? <laughs> that was a red zone. So apparently, so like uh, Stark, Steve Smith. Yeah, apparently there there could be fixture clashes coming up to um, cricket Australia. That uh, seems like an oversight. <laughs> yeah, the ECB's part, which is very they're, surprising. They're isn't normally it? very good at planning this sort of thing, so I, I am stunned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but it is now uh, less than a hundred days. So it's been hundred less than a hundred days to the start of the county championship. Okay, well that's which is very exciting for all of us. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you got quite emotional there. There's a tear just rolling down your eye. The Big Bash. Uh, I've written after this. Nobody really cares about it, do they? <laughs> uh, prove me wrong. I've not watched any of it so far. No. Rob? I heard that one team scored 90 for none off their first five overs. Tom Banton. Yeah, yeah Tom, Tom Banton. Yeah, Tom Banton smashed a load of runs with Chris yeah. Nash. Mm-hmm. I've got a Brits abroad section. Okay. Um, Harry Gurney's uh, Melbourne Renegades. Yeah. I don't know if that's the official name. Um, well, so Harry Gurney's out injured now. So well, Samit Patel has been called up as a like-for-like replacement. They've lost seven out of seven. Okay. It's less than ideal start to the big back <laughs> season for them. Uh, Liam Livingston took a shot to the nuts and then said shouted, oh no, when, when he went down. Um, which was funny. Uh, yeah, go and look at that. That's a good tweet. <laughs> okay. Um, and Tom have Bat- you ever been hit the nuts by cricket ball? I don't think so. Yeah, I've been, I've been here the last week, but smashed smash my box. box protect, protected the plums. Broke the ball, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so excited. <laughs> um, Batting it away. And Tom Banton is really good. Tom Banton is absolutely yeah, yeah. quality. Looking forward to some IPL Tom Banton action and then um, the T20 World Cup as well. Uh, India, do you reckon they are A, beating Sri Lanka? Or B, not beating Sri Lanka. Is this T20s? Or is it's it just in all cricket? 
Oh, I reckon they're absolutely smashing. They're beating Sri Lanka. They are beating Sri Lanka um, comfortably. Is Malinga still playing? I think he might be. I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in the T20 squad. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Australia, as we said, steamrolled New Zealand, and Marlis Labuschagne is the second best batsman ever. So that's, that's what else has happened in cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything? No, I was just uh, I was trying to wrap my brain over the last um, kind of what half an hour or so to think of a, an insult for Big Vern. There's nothing you can say to Big Vern. Well, I, I think sledging is one of the things. It's in the moment, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it needs real context, and actually just coming out with this like call him a fucking knobhead. Actually, Josh Butler should be doing better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's a smarter guy than that, and. Uh, we will not engage. No. Well, that means, Ross, you, you win the quiz. So congratulations. <coughs> Thanks very one much. One win, one draw for you. Okay. Rob, well, that's one defeat. Yeah, well done. Uh, I bow down. Um, <laughs> I didn't think... I was speaking of good... Yeah, so we might as well finish on this. Have you ever heard the Adam Perore or Perore tweet... Uh, Don't tweet, think so. uh, Sledge of Mark Waugh? No. Uh, so it was Adam, Adam Perore or Perore. Which one would you rather I said? Perore. Perore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam, let's just call him Adam. Adam was Adam a, P. Adam P. He was a New Zealand cricketer. Okay. And uh, he wasn't a very good one. Um, obviously, there's a bit of a rivalry between Australia and New Zealand. Um, one day series, they're playing against each other. Mark Waugh comes out to bat and he says, I remember you from a couple of years ago in Australia. You were shit then and you are fucking useless now. Adam P, he retorts, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and when I was there, you were going out with that old ugly slut. Now I hear you married her, you dumb cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's how to do it, Joss. Uh, this has been the Cricket Podcast. I'm Jack. Thank you for listening. See you later, everybody. Goodbye. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Sports Social Podcast Network.